book of John, a familiar scripture. It's a little bitty book, only four chapters long. Hard to find sometimes. It's there in the Old Testament. We know where the Bible scholars are. They flip right to it. The rest of us have to look it up, look a number up. Uh, you find the book of Jonah. You know the story. I'm not going to go through every bit of the book. Uh, be good to you. It's good. It's a good, good chapter, good story. Uh, but I want to talk about, Lord help me and Lord willing, when we rebel against God. Now, and you may say, well, now, preacher, that, that's just not an uplifting message. That's not one that maybe will make me feel good. No, but if you'll listen and you'll learn from it, maybe you won't get into trouble like we often do. Maybe you can spare yourself some troubles, amen? Because I want you to know there are times that we all rebel against God, amen? All. That's right. Amen. Well, say, preacher, now, I don't know about that. I don't know if I rebel against God. That sounds like a strong word. Well, to rebel means to go against. Mm -hmm. Amen. Now, the Bible tells me that when we sin, we go against God. Yeah. And the Bible also tells me that we all sin. So if that's all true, let's put it all together. It's a little bit of a math problem there. Well, if you put all that together, that means we all rebel against God. Amen. Mm -hmm. We all do that. Uh, matter of fact, I feel like we probably do it. If you're just as good as I am, and you probably are, maybe better, probably on a day-to-day -day basis, that we rebel against God. But there's some things here, because Jonah may be one of the greatest rebellers that there ever was. And look at what God did with him. Amen? Look how God used the man who chose to rebel against him. Look how God still used and turned his life around. Now, I just want you to know uh, today that God's got something for you to do. He's got a plan and purpose for your life. Yeah. And if you'll just follow after him and quit rebelling, uh, you might see some things like Jonah got to see in his yeah. life. Amen. Amen. Uh, people have called uh, the, the, the time of Jonah going and preaching uh, to the city and the people of Nineveh uh, one of the greatest revivals that's ever happened. Maybe the greatest revival because uh, it seems like the whole city turned back to God. Uh, when you read that uh, chapter there and, and, and the king says, let's all repent. He doesn't just talk about the people. I, this is just an interesting side note. But the animals, he says, get your animals right. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know when the last time I've seen a revival go through to get a hold of the animals, amen. What I'm saying to you is, is that God used a worthless man to see great things happen. And you may just as be as worthless as old Jonah was, but God can use you too. That's right. Amen. Mm -hmm. He can amen. still use you. Uh, look in the first chapter of Jonah. I'll try to be brief. I won't try to waste your time or, or your patience, but I'd like to get a message out to you that God gave me. Verse 1 says, Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness is come up before me. I want you to know God had a calling on Jonah's life, and God has a calling on your life. I was so pleased this morning we got to Sunday school, and I was so thankful for your testimony, brother, talking about how God had put something in his heart to teach and to share. I'm thankful that God still calls uh, us people who aren't worth a whole lot. Uh, I can tell you there are times in my life I look back and think, why in the world would God put me in the places that he put me. Yeah. But I'm just telling you, it don't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you come from. 
God is able to do mighty things with you. Now, God's got a calling on your life. One, there's many callings mentioned in the Bible, but one is there's a call to repentance. Uh, John 3.16 was a scripture that was read this morning. Uh, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that, listen, that whosoever, right? Uh, That's you and me. That's whosoever. Would what? They would repent. Uh, That they would turn and gain that everlasting. You've been called to repentance. Now, I want you to know you can run from that. Amen. A lot of people don't get saved the first time God knocks on that old heart. You can run from that calling. You can run and say, I'm just going to keep on living the way that I've been living. I'm going to keep on doing the same things I've been doing. I'm not going to change. I'm going to just stay where I'm at. You can run from the calling of repentance in your life. Now, let me just tell you, you run from that calling and you'll find yourself in hell one day. Amen. You'll find yourself in hell one day if you don't ever uh, make it right with the Lord Jesus. We're also called to share the gospel. The great commission Jesus gave to the disciples and passed on to you and me. We're to tell people that he's coming back. We're to share with them uh, that good news. But the Bible also tells us that we are to live and to use the talents he has given us. Luke chapter 9 verse 23 says, And he said to them all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Listen, we got to let it down, and we got to let go, and we got to seek after it. There's a calling on your life. You may not know it, but God's got something for you to do. Now, now I'm just looking around the building, and I see all kinds of people with all different kinds of talents. You say, oh, preacher, I don't have the talents that you have. Lord, I wish I had the talents that you had. I, I, I'm telling you, you don't know who I am or what I deal with. You, you, let me just say this. The devil rides me just like he rides you. Uh, there's nothing I got greater than what you have. You got something to give to God. Amen? That's right. Amen. He gave it to you. He blessed you with it. He, he, he put it in your hands and he put it in your ability. God has got a calling on your life. And if you're not doing that calling right now, the only thing you can be doing is running. Ooh, now, there we go. Get a little tight. Get a little quiet. That's okay. I'll amen it anyway. Amen. Let me tell you today that if you're not doing God's call on your life, then the only thing you can be doing is running. That's right. That's it. That's right. That's the only other option there is because you're either doing it or you're not doing it. That's right. So we know Jonah, right? Jonah did not like uh, the people of the city of Nineveh. Well, he didn't want them to get right. Now, the scripture tells us that later on. He said, I knew you was a gracious God, and you were just out to just save him. Now, you got any people in your life, maybe you just ready to go to heaven with you. Oh, my goodness. What would you just say? I, I'm just saying, amen. There's some people probably just rather not witness to. they just so sorry, just so hard. But I want you to know, God's got a calling, and he's got a place for you to speak to those people. Verse 3 says, but Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord and went down to Joppa. Now, Joppa was a seaport. It was a place where you could catch a boat, okay? That's why he went down there. Now, I want you to know Joppa's important. Uh, Joppa's a place where you're going to make a decision. Every one of you is going to have your Joppa. Hear me right now. Every one of you is going to have your Joppa. What are you talking about? You're going to be in a place where you're either going to choose to follow after God or you're going to choose to walk the other way. Every one of us has that Joppa moment. I believe every service, brother, you have an opportunity to say, Lord, just give me a part and let me do it. Or you have have an ability to just say, I ain't going to do it. I'm going to sit down, Lord, and I ain't going any further. Now, you're going to have a Joppa moment uh, today. You probably already had one. Uh, That point where you say, Lord, I'll follow you wherever you go. Or you'll say, I'll go my way. Amen. 
That's what he did. He went down to Joppa. Yeah. He had a choice to make. He had a choice to make. There are two different directions for him to go. These are actually, when you look at it on the map, are in opposite directions. From the city of Joppa, for him to go to Nineveh, which is where God told him to go, it's across the land. It's a matter of fact, I looked it up. It's only about 350 miles from Joppa uh, to that city of Nineveh. That, for us, would be like for you to go down to Gulf Shores. Y'all like to go to Gulf Shores, so I just threw that one in there for you. And ain't that far and ain't that hard to go. If you want to go, what are you going to do? You're going to go. Are y'all hearing me? You can do it if you want to, right? In other words, God's saying, I got a calling on your life, and it ain't too far that you can't get there. Are y'all hearing me? Now, here's the thing. He's sitting there at the seaport, but he decides to go a different direction. The Bible says, uh, it says, and he found a ship going to Tarshish. Now, let me tell you where Tarshish is at. Now, I told you this is a seaport. It's on the Mediterranean Sea. And if he goes that way, he goes to the land. But if he goes over here, he's got to cross a great body of water some 2,000 miles. You know, now, that's like us going to Los Angeles from right here. Are y'all with me? I looked that up, too. I wanted to see how far would it be. Are and he runs so far from God, he said, I won't go that 350 miles. I'll get on a boat and go 2,000 miles. Can I tell you this? When you run from God, you'll end up places you didn't expect to end up. You'll go farther than you intended ever to go. Amen. Y'all heard it, the devil? You, the devil will take you farther than you ever thought you'd go. Can I tell you, when you get on the boat and say, I'm not going across that land, when that jump a moment, when you say, I'm going to choose my things over your things, God, yeah. you'll end up somewhere you never intended ever to be. Now listen to this. It says, listen, it says he found a ship going to Tarshish still in verse 3. So he paid the fare thereof. Hear me this. Hear me this. It wasn't going to cost him anything to follow God's will. But it will cost you something to choose your own way. Amen, brother. It will cost you something. Matter of fact, I'll tell you this. God will make it hard on you. It's going to cost you more. He paid a price that he did not have to pay. He could have stood there and jumped and said, I don't like it. I don't want to. I'm afraid. Whatever his excuse was. But he could have said, Lord, I'll follow after you. And God would have provided yeah. the way. Amen. I believe that. Yeah, I believe it. Why? Because God has always given provision for his plan and his word. Yeah. Every time. There's not ever been a time when you said, Lord, I just can't do this because there is no way. Can I tell you, there's no way that this young boy would have stood in front of people time and time again, preach his word. It doesn't matter how many people. When I was a kid growing up, I was the shyest, quietest kid that you ever met. But what I didn't have, God provided. And that's what he'll do for you. That's what he'll do for you. He'll provide. But if you'll choose the other way, you'll pay it. You'll pay it. Now, we know the story. Let's go a little further in. It says, and so he went to go with him unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Can I tell you this? Don't ask God. Oh, God, fill me up again. Hear me now. Don't ask God to fill you up and thrill your soul and let you feel that spirit fly by when you won't even listen to what he's asking you to do. Mm. Can I tell you the reason why you didn't get nothing out of the service didn't have nothing to do with the singing? It didn't have nothing to do with the Sunday school teachers. It didn't have nothing to do with preaching. You can go to a service where they got the driest singing, preaching, testifying it's ever been. And if you obey God, you'll feel him move in your spirit. Why? Why? Well, you should have listened to Sunday school. You would have heard. God's a spirit. 
He, he don't need no place, no people, no things. He can get right where you're at in yeah. the middle of nothing. Yeah. You may say, but oh, but around me, everything's bad. Yeah. But what you got on the inside, that woman at the well that had that spring rising up everlasting yeah. can fill your heart in the middle of the driest desert. Yeah. Amen. You don't need anything else. Yeah. When you obey God, he'll fill you. He'll thrill you. He'll give you what you stand in need of. Yeah. So here he is leaving the presence of the Lord. Verse 4, now here's what happens. When you choose to flee from God, when you choose to step out of his will, whatever your reason is, fear, pride, uh, your selfishness, Jonah just didn't like the people. He didn't. He despised them. He didn't want to go over there. He felt like they needed judgment in their lives. Whatever your reason for not doing what God asked you to do, listen, God will set you on a path that will cost you something, and then he'll turn you around. Verse 4 says, But the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea, and there was a mighty tempest in the sea, so that a ship was like to be broken. And that's an interesting phrase right there. First of all, it isn't just a storm, okay? These sailors are used to storms. This is a storm that'll break you. Can I tell you, all around, there's a lot of hurting people, and they're in the shape that they're in because God just wants a people to cry out to Him. That's right. September 11th was a really bad day. It was a really bad day. I, you young folks don't probably remember, but I remember where I was standing, how it felt, what it felt like on the inside. Like a world maybe coming to an end. I, don't, I had all kinds of thoughts running through my mind. It was a terrible day. But I believe there's a reason for that day. You say, I, I cannot tell you, and I will not begin to claim that I know the mind of God, but I know this, that afterwards that people begin to cry to God that hadn't done so right. in a long, long time. Yeah. Can I tell you, God will get your attention. That's right. God will get your attention. Mm -hmm. Don't believe me, wander far away from him and see what happens in your life. See what happens, and you begin to wonder, why is this tragedy upon me? I'm not saying that if you get saved and live so close to God that you'll never feel pain, that you'll never feel hurt or cry out to Him. You'll feel all those things. The Bible says that it rains on the just and the unjust. Those things will come. But I can tell you, you flee out in that sea, away from that mighty hand, He's going to pull you back. Yeah. If He don't, listen to me now, you're not His. If you don't ever feel God chastising you for doing wrong, let me tell you, you've either gotten so far away that he's just let you go to a reprobate mind. In other words, he'd say that he would destroy the body to save the soul, or or you were never his. That's right. Exactly right. Mm -hmm. Amen. What are you saying? I'm telling you this. If, if my children disobey, or they do wrong, and I don't correct them, to, to, to protect them, to bring them into a place right. I'm not a good father. Are you hearing me? If I don't correct those that are mine, I'm not a good father. Can I tell you, he's a really good father. What he's saying, he don't mess up. He don't, I didn't even make mistakes as a father. He don't make any mistakes as a father. If you get out there away from him in the middle of the sea, he's going to do everything he can to turn you around. Because where you're headed is not where you need to be. Now, let me just say this right now, just right in the middle of this message. I want you to hear something. If God had said to Jonah, Jonah, I want you to go over here and lead the greatest revival that man has ever known, would he have answered differently? Think about it now. 
If God said, Jonah, I'm going to send you over here to a place, and in, in human history, as long as the world said, it'll be the biggest revival that's ever been, and you'll be the guy who led it. Would he have went? Well, think about this now. You see, here's the problem is, is a lot of times we're so focused on self yeah. that, that the reason we don't follow after God's will for our life is because we can't see where we fit in and how we're going to gain honor and praise. See, yeah. God couldn't tell Jonah that because what God needed out of Jonah was an obedient, broken heart because only through that would the people be able to see and repent. Listen, you don't know what God's got for you down the road. And you don't know what you might be a part of. That's right. Let's go a little further. I'm going to close just shortly. You stay with me. So the mariners were afraid, and they cried every man unto his God. See, they, weren't even, they were sinners. They were lost. And cast forth the wares that were in the ship into sea to lighten it of them. But Jonah was going down into the sides of the ship, and he, and he lay, and he was fast asleep. Yeah. Now listen to this. Now think about this. How in the world in the middle of a storm that's liable to break the ship apart is he asleep? Can I tell you, when you get away from God, you'll quit hearing God. Right. There's a part where you'll get so far away that you can go to sleep and you don't even see the signs that he's putting in front of you. That's right. Hey, it took a bunch of sinners to go down there and wake him up and say, listen, you, you know what's going on here? Do you know any idea what's going on here? And he began to have to confess to them, oh, I'm running from God. And they're like, you're running from God. And well, what are we supposed to do about this thing? Uh, we're about to perish because of you. Can I tell you this? It took some sinners to wake up uh, this man who was running from God. God will use things in your life to wake you up, yeah. to get you back in the place that you need to be. But now, now here he is. Uh, he, he, he says, ah, you're just going to have to throw me overboard. Now, these sinners are acting better than he is, by the way, because they said, well, we don't want to do that. And so they begin to row even harder, the Bible says. They don't even want to throw him overboard. Can I tell you right now, Jonah has a death wish. Now, I don't expect to hear that in the message today. Three times in the book of Jonah, he asked to die. Once here in chapter 1 and again twice in chapter 4. He's in, can I tell you this? He was choosing death where Christ wants to bring life. Now that's what happens. Now here, I, I'm going to close her down. Y'all say, well, think about this. When you disobey God and you run from God, the only thing that you can be running towards is the devil. And the Bible says that the devil is the author of confusion, that he brings about death wherever he goes. Man. Jesus says, I come here to bring life and to bring it more abundantly. To, to give you uh, that everlasting uh, flow of life coming out of you and spreading on other people. What, what happens is, is when we disobey God and we go into rebellion, we're going into death. Because right. that's all the hope you got. The Bible says that the, the punishment for sin is death. Rebellion is sin against God. And so everything you do, you need to hear me right now. The devil's painted you some lies, and I want to break through some of those lies. You need to hear this really well. You can't live in sin and hope to live in life. Amen. I'm going really to be really frank with you, church. The problem in churches today the problem in churches today, I'm all across the land, every one of them, the reason why the Spirit don't move 
it's because there's death in the house. That's right. Mm. I, I'm just gonna be real truth with you. I can't bring you a service that'll make you feel good, make the goose bumps run over you. Just I can't do none of those things because I don't have the spirit to command. The problem in that we're having in churches all across the land is not that there's this absence of God, but that there's an absence of people who's running towards Him. That's right. And they're all running away from Him. You say, well, how are they doing that? Well, they're choosing. Their own way instead of his way. That's what's happened. This is what rebellion looks like. Now the devil's made it look like this nightly this nice little package. The devil says you're fine. The devil says you can keep choosing your path over every other path. The devil says, uh, this, this really ain't going to make a big deal of difference. It ain't going to matter if you stand up and testify. It ain't going to matter if you sing that song. Can I tell you, when God passed by, he had a purpose for you. Yeah. Because yeah, he has a purpose for you. There's not a single person in this room that God don't have a plan for. You weren't a mistake or an accident, or you just somehow or another uh, just got unaccounted for. I've heard people say all the time, well, I wish I had the talents that you have. I've had that said to me so many times. And I thought to myself, God didn't make a mistake with you. You are precious. You are precious in his eyes. He has a plan for your life. And it might be that one that's in the boat with you. There was a bunch of sinners in that boat with him. And when they finally agreed, I guess the only thing we can do is throw him overboard. They threw him overboard. The Bible says that the, the, the storm just ceased. Just not sort of, not, not it kind of died down and then the, the waves, it says it ceased. It quit. And the Bible says all those in the boat began to praise God. We're going to serve God. Jonah, we don't know much about him, but he's the real deal. And when Jonah finally become obedient, then things began to happen. But I want you to hear this last part. The Bible says that he was in the belly of the, the well, the fish, great fish, whatever you want to call it. And by the way, that's the miracle that we just jump a hold of, right? That's the one that we just can't believe happened. By the way, did you know that there's historical record of people being swallowed by large fish? Did you know that there's a large shark that swallowed a horse whole, and then they cut the shark open, and the horse come out, and it was still alive? That's not even the greatest miracle. Here's, here's the miracle. The miracle is, is that God used to know the sinner who was rebellious, unwilling, had a terrible heart to go and change people's lives. But Jonah was bitter and broken, sitting up on a hill waiting to see if God would save him or not. He gets angry and says, I just just wish I'd die right now. God says, do you have a right to be angry? For that that you didn't, he was talking about the little thing that grew up over his head and gave him shade and he was mad at the worm because the worm ate it and it died. He said, you didn't have any control over any of those things. But you didn't care anything about all those lives that would have been lost. Can I tell you, every time you choose you over God, you're choosing death over life. Every time. But here's the part I want you to get a hold of. We know what happened, right? He's in the belly of the giant whale, the great fish, whatever it is. He prays to God. He repents. He says, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. And the Bible says that the great fish spat him out on dry land. Right? Yeah. 
Are y'all with me? That's what the Bible says. Well, you got to look at the map. Got to look at the map. Got to know where the cities were. You know where it sped him out at? Well, if it sped him out at the closest dry land to the city that he's supposed to go to, he was back in Joppa. He was back at the place, hear me right now, he was back at the place of decision. He was back at the place where he made a choice. Here's what God does when you fall and you choose your own way. He'll bring you back. He'll bring you back or you'll perish. Remember, fleeing from God is only going to lead to death. That's all it can lead to. It's all that's there. There's only one that can give you life. There's only one who can bring it more abundantly. That's it. But he's going to take you there. He's going to take you back to that place of decision. Can I tell you, when you fail to stand up and say, I love the Lord, and I should have testified last week. Do you know what just happened? You come back to Joppa. We heard that testimony a couple of nights in a row during revival. Somebody said, I should have. I should have. You know what that was? God took them full circle. He brought them back to the place. Yeah. He'll bring you back to the place. Yeah. Listen, you may be back at the place. Where you've been just letting God down, you've just been uh, not following after His will, not seeking Him out. He's going to bring you back to Joppa, That's right. and you're still going to have to make a choice. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to choose mm-hmm. either to follow in life or to run into death. Yeah, that's the only choice here. You say, preacher, it don't feel that way when I'm sitting there. No, because the devil don't want you to know. But here's what happens. Here's what happens. We sit in church. We, something happens, right? We, well, God comes by and he says, this is what I need you to be a part of. This is what I need you doing. Or maybe it's not in church. Maybe it's at your work or at home. And you say, I'm not going to do it. I, no, I just don't feel it. I, I, I just, I'm afraid. If I say something to them, they'll think I'm a crazy person. I'm just not going to do it. And what happens? You don't do it. So then the next time he comes back by, he says, I wish you'd do that. I really like for you to stand. I'd like for you to, and you feel that tingle run across you one more time, and you say, "I'm just not going to do that. I'm not going to do that." And then here's what happens: you just keep saying no, and then all of a sudden you don't feel anything. That's right. There's a reason why in church people don't feel anything. That's right. Why? Because they've died spiritually. They run away from life, and they run towards death. That's what happens. That's right. That's yeah. what happened. Yeah, that's they right. run away from life. That's right. Amen. And they run towards death. Yeah. Church, listen, and we want to change things. You want to change things in your own life. To all, it's so easy. Go to Joppa. Get back to that old place. Get down to the old place and say, Lord, here's the part where I should have obeyed you and I didn't. Here's the place where I should have been. Let me have one more opportunity. Give me one more Joppa. Yeah. So that I can go. Bless so that I can go one more time. Listen, yeah. for your families, there are people we have requested prayer for so many times. Listen, you ought to ask God for a job a moment. Say, God, give me an opportunity that I might testify, that I might stand, that I might do something, be a lot to those people. We want to see this church get on fire for God. People start praising God because he's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. We need some Joppa moments where people say, all right, God, come by my way one more time. Uh, Give me something to say. Give me a shout. I promise I've been holding that shout in. I'll give it to you, Lord. Glory. Hallelujah. Listen, we need 
need some Jaffa moments. Yes. You need some Jaffa moments. You want the church to change. You want your life to change. We want the community to change. We talked about revival. You want revival? Ask God to give you a moment where you can choose to obey him. Try him out. Say, Lord, just get get down on your hands and say, just, Lord, give me one more moment where I can choose you. Because here's what's going to happen. It's going to put you on some dry land somewhere out into the storm. It's going to give you some walking directions. And you can begin to walk. That's right. We don't know after that moment much about Jonah's life. We don't know much more about him. Uh, we, we, we know he's bitter. But I can tell you this. You can turn to the book of Matthew. And Jesus says, in Jonah's days, he come. And he did a great thing. But I am here to do a more perfect work. Mm-hmm. Listen, what am, I te- what am I telling you? I'm telling you this. Jesus said what happened with Jonah was real. It happened. You don't believe it. Hey, listen, you don't believe that happened. Can I tell you this? Then you don't believe Jesus. That's right. If you don't believe Jesus, then listen, listen to me. If you don't believe Jesus, then you don't believe he's the Son of God. Amen. Because if he lied about one thing, then he's not trustworthy in any. And if he's not the Son of God, then can I tell you this? If he's not the Son of God, then you got no hope. And if you have no hope, then you're headed for hell. Can I tell you today? There is a Joppa for you. There's a place for you to choose to follow after him. Uh-huh. If, you, if you've not been saved, can I tell you, you got a Joppa moment where he's going to knock at that heart. Yeah. And he's going to say, all right, all right, all right, now's your opportunity. And you're going to make a choice. That's right. You're going to make a choice. Can I tell you this? You only get one Joppa promised. Everything after that is grace on his part. Yeah. Everything after that is grace. But I promise you, if you'll seek him out and you'll ask, I don't believe he'll leave you standing there. Stand with us all over the house. They get a verse of a song. You may, you may be running from God. If you're running from him, can I ask you? You need to turn to him.